This is the Fantasy Football Show with your host, Smitty. Take a lap. What is going on, everybody? My name is Smitty from the Fantasy Football Show, and you're listening to a live podcast here on Spotify. If you want to be involved in these shows, because these are live, these are interactive. I'm sending a link out as we speak to a select group of people. If you want to be one of those people, DM me on Instagram at the Fantasy Football Show, and I will add you if you are chosen to a, a select group that come in here and get to be a part of this live show. Ask questions in the chat. You can even be elevated into the audience to ask a question and have your voice on the show, on the replays of these Spotify shows. Let's get into the topic of the day. J.K. Dobbins, he is always very controversial. He's always somebody that you either love or hate, or you see people loving or hating on rankings. He definitely is not somebody that is loved straight across the board. He's definitely not somebody that is hated straight across the board. No, instead, this man has oftentimes equal part haters, equal part people that believe and are ride or die with him. And I think there is obviously an argument to be made on all sides of, of like a player's risk and reward, right? It, it, it comes down to where that line is and the balance of it. It's like a scale. And when there's upside on one side of the scale and risk on the other, you can think of it like a teeter-totter or think of it like a scale that if that upside weighs down the scale or teeter-totter to the point where it's on the ground or it's significantly leaning in the on the side of, of upside, then you have yourself a guy that is probably worth the risk because the risk on the other side of that scale is not heavy enough to detour you away. Um, a guy like Swift is an example of somebody who has a boatload of talent. I'm not denying that DeAndre Swift has the ability physically to be a top 10 running back in the NFL. I'm not denying it at all. But when you take a look and step back and take a look at his scale, the, the risk side is heavier than the upside side, or at least that scale's not moving or, or that, that teeter-totter is not even moving at all. It's like dead even, you could say, if you wanted to argue that he's got enough upside. It's still, even in the best of scenarios, is is an even uh, mix risk and reward. And that's not the kind of player you want to draft as your one, two, or three overall pick. You know, your third drafted player, your second drafted player, your first drafted player. You want a guy that has an overwhelming am- amount of upside weighing down the scale so that the risk side is not you know near near the same and you want a guy where that scale slamming down on the upside end of it what's up rush if you got a question put it in the chat and if you'd like to ask a question you can certainly come up and ask it and then i'll send you back down while i continue to rant about jk dobbins so let me know rush it's only a kick a jump a block It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. But just love this guy. And when you're talking perfect mix of 
a little upside in risk, I think, for third drafted player value. Maybe a mid-second round pick or a high second round pick, that side of the scale where there's risk on the other side is upside. The side of the scale that has risk becomes more even. And he's still got a boatload of upside from like 12 or 13 overall, but he's also got a, a whole lot more risk. So getting him as your exactly third drafted player, and when I say exactly, I mean for principle's sake, we're going to talk about 3.1. So if you've got the 2.12, I'm talking about the, the bookend picks at 12, at, I'm sorry, at 24 and 25. Yeah, for argument's sake, let's say 3.1 is my line in the sand where JK becomes an absolute league winner and low risk with huge upside and reward. And then even even as high as, let's say, 18, we'll go up, up, a, little, up a little bit. Maybe there's a lot more risk every single slot. And and I do believe there is a more risk every single slot you climb up the draft board. That's why I'm giving you a line in the sand. That's why I'm saying 3.1. A lot of people aren't hearing me. I, I did a post on this on ID, got tons of DMs. I, I did a video of this on YouTube. And a lot of people keep saying over and over, Smitty, he's too risky. Um, I can't draft him, you know, anywhere as my second player. Like, no one's listening that that clearly here. 3.1 and beyond. Steal. I mean, I, I've talked about 20. 20 overall. 20 overall and beyond is pretty safe. Because you're talking about still getting probably every bit of good of, as good a player at, at the fourth pick in the third round. So you could extend it from 20 down to 27 overall. He is pretty much going to probably hit it out of the park from that range because his upside much outweighs the risk. But to call to talk about this from a safe pers- perspective, completely safe, 3.1. You get JK at 3.1, that means you got McCaffrey at number one overall. That means you got JK and, and a DK or JK and a Clyde or JK and a Najee Harris if you're so lucky and he falls. Or JK, you know, you probably won't get Gibson. But if you're talking running back, running back, running back, those are potential scenarios. And then if you want to say, okay, well, I'm going to go McCaffrey and JK at 3.1, who am I taking at, at receiver? You got your option between at least two or three of that elite group from, you know, from the, that, that fits into the, the bottom or the top seven wide receivers in the NFL all of which have an argument to be made that they could be the number one overall wide receiver in 2021. So you've got two or three options of either A.J. Brown or Ridley or D.K. or Mike Thomas or Justin Jefferson. You're probably not going to ever see, you know, anybody from like, you know, Diggs and and maybe Ridley up. And you got to understand that. You got to accept that. But you don't you don't care because Justin Jefferson can still be the number one wide receiver. So this is why I love J.K. I think J.K. makes a fantastic third-drafted player. I'd love to hear what your thoughts are. I'd love to hear if anybody completely disagrees and why you disagree. Don't just say, I don't like him because he can get hurt. Talk around what I'm saying and, and, and give me your reasoning and rationale as to why you think he's a risk at your third-drafted player. Because to me, third-drafted player... That's 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 packaging in a little bit of more, you know more of a running back committee than we want. They do run a ball the ball a ton, 
they're going to need to divide up some carries here. But, like, let's say you're like, well, Lamar's going to vulture a lot of touchdowns. 3.1. Baked in. Baked in, boys. 3.1's baked in. If he doesn't have Lamar vulture touchdowns, or let's say Lamar vultures some, but not a ton, then he explodes from 3.1. If Lamar vultures some touchdowns, Gus is used frequently. Baked in. 3.1. This is the safe zone. For J.K. Dobbins, this is a, a league winner. This is a guy that's falling into a league-winning draft slot with so much upside. He has top five running back appeal and upside. He just has a lot of risk if you're buying in at that value, which you're not because I'm explaining that you're not and telling you exactly where to take him. Three point one. Later, guys. Appreciate you. You want in on the next show? Definitely uh, DM me on Instagram so you can be a part of the exclusive chat that gets a, a link whenever I go live. Rush, I'll pre- I appreciate you all. This is the Fantasy Football Show with your host, Smitty. Smitty. <laughs>